Hello, this is Lance Farrell with Life at Level 10, where you get inspired to live your best life. All right. Yeah. Hey, this is Lance Farrell. I'm here with Grandmaster Yang Chen Pak, former Iowa State University professor, and just like a father figure to me. Just love the man. I'm so excited to say hello. Hello, Master Pak. Good morning, Master Farrell. It's so nice to you. <laughs> anyway, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We go back several decades, and you've helped so many people. How many Iowa State University students you think you've taught over the years? Uh, between 73 to 2013, before I retired, about 35,000. Wow, that's unbelievable. And I know I'll share some stuff about my life, but I know there's been some profound life changes that you helped for many, many people. And it's just so I'm so proud to be a part of your organization associated with you. And so you were a professor at Iowa State University then for how many total years? Uh, it's it, and I have 40 years. 40 years, yeah. No, 40, and yeah. <laughs> president of the NCTA, the National Collegiate Taekwondo Association, for how many years? Uh, 21 years between 1986 to 2011. And so the impact that that made was, I think, even more than you might realize, because that was a training ground for a lot of these athletes that had their eye on the Olympics. And when Taekwondo became a spectator sport in the 88 Olympics, you had had several people go through your program that actually went to the Olympics. I think yeah, Herb Perez did the collegiate nationals, Juan Reno, Steven Lopez, Arlene Lemus, all these Olympic gold medalists did the collegiate nationals first as training for the Olympics. Steven Lopez was the Michael Jordan of Taekwondo because he's a four-time Olympic Olympian and gold medalist several times. This entire family's good. But let's go back to the beginning, which is interesting to me because I, I haven't really talked to you too much about this. And we met decades ago, but you uh, grew up as a little boy in South Korea. What city were you from? And in Incheon, South Korea. Incheon, yeah. Okay. And gosh, you were there during the Korean War, weren't you? By my, I was born in 1948, which is actually two years old. So I don't know, but war is over 1953. And then anything you remember about some of the military being over there? Yeah, only I remember is a big giant, white and black. That because more like over six foot five and maybe two three hundred pound. And I just say Yankee, Yankee. That's all I remember when I was in childhood. I know that you had a lot of martial arts growing up and you were proficient at judo, hapkido and taekwondo. And you actually were invited to the Olympics in judo in Korea to represent your country. Uh, right before I departed, I was a top four ranking my weight. That was a final tryout. I do not try out and I'd, I'd rather come to the America. Yeah, so what inspired you to come to America? Well, my dream. My dream is when I was a young child, such as a K-12, I set up the dream. I need to, oh, I want to go to America. I want to go to America. That's my only dream. And then become dream come true. But I, they have a few different stories. And then uh, I was the uh, president of a uh, Yongin University and the senior in college. So that could make it a little bit more motivated to uh, become, 
in our American. Well, you uh, clearly are highly educated, and I could see you being in an Ivy League college or somewhere on the West Coast, but you picked Iowa. So why did you go to Iowa, right in the middle of the corn well, and the cows? Yeah, uh, before I uh, I end up at the Iowa State, but I was at first step in United States in state of Hawaii, Honolulu, and then I spent time three years, uh, no three months, and then I moved to Omaha, and lucky to be teaching right away in St. Mary College. Eh? That was the first teaching college program. And then one year after, and I become Iowa State faculty back in 1973. And it was lucky because this is, if I don't go to Iowa State, I don't know what's my life. But uh, one thing, one great thing, I chose Iowa State or they hired me. That was one of the best things. I want to say thank for the alumni. It start program at Iowa State. Well, I'm really glad they hired you. In fact, <clears throat> I had a guy work with me for the county. His name was Dave Murphy that went up there in 1979 and did judo with you. And I worked with him in Guthrie Center, Iowa, where I grew up on a farm. I worked for the county during the summer. And Dave said, you know what? You should try martial arts at Iowa State. It's really good. It's the ISU Karate Club. I did judo, but the karate club would be something I would do next time. So he's the one that talked me into trying the ISU Karate Club. <laughs> yes, so sir. in 1980, seven years after you got there, I walked into this rest, hot wrestling room, this tall, skinny kid with a stutter and said, <laughs> hey, I want to do this. And so I started and that changed my life forever. And so I can't give you enough kudos for that. Well, you know, when I met you, you just tall, skinny boy. I don't looks like a kind of this is a balance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I was very non flexible when I when we met. Yes, but uh, you are after one semester, and then you got a stable, and it was outstanding. It looks like you have a natural talent. Looks like a bone is a taekwondo. Yeah, I, yeah, I I remember doing butterfly stretch on the floor, and you came up one time and stood your feet on my knees to push me down a little bit more, and I thought I was going to break. It actually taught me that flexibility needs to have a little bit of pain. So you're pushing yourself beyond just sitting there and just not doing anything. So you're stretching to gain flexibility. And that really helped me. So that was a big change. I want to take you back to why I wanted to start martial arts. You know, Dave said I should do it, but I had a, a goal behind there that I don't think I shared this with you before. So when I was five years old, my parents got divorced. I never saw my dad again. And I heard bad things about him. Of course, you know, my mom's at her side and stuff. And so I started doing Taekwondo so I could look up my dad and go beat him up. That's why I started <laughs> when I was 18 years old. That was in my mind. However, you gave speeches every class about how to be a better person, about morals and values. And through those speeches, I had a paradigm shift. I changed my thinking. Because one of those speeches I remember you said a few times was honor your father and mother. I'm like, honor him? I'll honor my mother, not my father. What are you talking about? This was upsetting <laughs> me. Why would I want to do this? When I got to be age 21, I was a junior at Iowa State. I actually flew to Florida and visited my dad and got to meet him for the first time as an adult and, and realized he wasn't such a bad guy. So that your, your talks at the end of class, we were all dripping with sweat. We'd sit down and you would talk. 
that it really had a profound impact on me that changed me forever. So I can't thank you enough for that. Oh, well, um, my uh, when I was, maybe I can talk a little bit in my young age. Uh, I lost my mom and my mom and then when I was 10 years old, I raised by my uh, sister. And meantime, my health was not that great. That's why I started a judo program. And then <clears throat> somehow, and I guess I am okay. And then uh, become a uh, scholarship to junior high school, high school, and college. The reason why I was stay for speaking to every single class, a different subject, typical respect. And uh, because my background, the number one, it's a regardless respects. And that's what I uh, approached to the and Iowa State students. And then it, it's great things. Uh, lately, I got a few phone calls, alumni, you know, over whoever it is, over 45, 60. And similarly, like that, you thank you. And I'm really happy to hear what they say. It's nice. It's very, very nice to, you know, someone call or send me. You, you I don't think you even know the impact you've made on so many thousands of lives over the years. One of the speeches you gave to at Iowa State was right before Thanksgiving break, you would say, when you go home and you have this nice Thanksgiving meal with your family, don't just sit down and fall asleep watching a football game. Get up, clean the table, do the dishes, you guys. <laughs> you remember okay. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm. And in a farm, that was not the male role, is to clean up and do the, do the dishes. So the first year you said that, I heard my freshman year, I, I didn't do it. The next year, you said it again. And so that year, I went home. And I said, okay, mom, grandma, you know, all you guys, you cooked, us guys are going to clean up. So I rallied all the guys to go clean up and they all, their jaws dropped. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but we did it and it was a really cool thing and it meant a lot to them and it really helped. And just those kind of talks you gave all the time, what, what was behind those talks? What inspired you to, to go that direction? Cause you know, martial arts, they say courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and dominant spirit, the things you gain by doing martial arts. And you totally live that, and you showed it, and you walked the walk. What what inspired you so much to give these talks? Uh, number one, and uh, without respect, and that's not a few months, that's why I like to say that. Well, I watch many different American families, and they call their mom or dad or grandpa grandmother is a first name and in oriental typically Korea, they never call their mom and dad or grandparents first name always mom or dad grandma or grandpa and then that kind of bothers me and then i changing to the my uh, uh principal and then i said let's do this way and one of the biggest challenges is my uh, Korean culture. And number one thing is speaking to our teach how to say thank you, how to say appreciate it, and, and this kind of And a Korea is a, you're not well, similarly high rather than, and take off your head, 안녕하세요. And bow. Mm -hmm. Very bow. 
And then when you uh, elderly person shaking with shaking his two hand, they are mm -hmm. one hand, but I am um, two hands shaking. Those kind of things. And then uh, when I look at it, many American students or friends, and they do not talk about a discipline. They just make money or winning and winning and winning. Well, that is not the way of our life, at least to show to respect, know how to say thank you. They, none of them deserve them, their life. You got to put it in, you put it in sweat and dedicate, and you will be receiving a real award. So that's the beginning is my uh, approaching to every student. Look at the college class, professor. They work hard to, to be professor, but some young people call professor first name. Well, that's not the way I grew up. That's not the way I learned from my education. So that's why I call you know, Mr. and Mrs. And every once in a while, I don't know, you may remember, some of them, they come, a parents visiting class. And then usually students come and say, hey, Mr. Park, when I, uh, I'd like to introduce my mom and dad, Lori Smith, John Smith. Well, no, this is not the way it should be. You should be recognize your mom and dad. This is my mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Everybody loves that. You know, like uh, my son, my daughter just talked to you and, and Mr. Farrell. She should be. I thought she said, oh, oh, Lance, no, I'm going to tell you. But anyway, my, um, it always, number one, show respect, okay? We have about five, ten, and all five C, which is we all know about it. But number one is, and show respect will make it a lot different and results. Yeah, you know, Master Pak, and... I have trouble saying grandmaster because I grew up calling you Master Pac my whole life. So. Okay, no problem. <laughs> um, and plus, you don't look that old. And it's funny because of the the ranks of martial arts, you know, you first get your master level at third, I can't, third or fourth degree, then you're a junior master. And it's funny to have a 45-year-old and call him a junior master, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think about what you're saying. And, I, and after going to Korea and being honored to go with there with you a couple of times and being around the Korean people, I don't think the tenets of Taekwondo are the tenets of Taekwondo. I think the tenets of Korea. And that really was something I thought that you brought over as the respect and discipline, all those things that are in Taekwondo are coming from the Korean culture, which I totally respect. And now I get it because I've been around it so much. And visiting Korea, oh my gosh, they take you in like you're part of the family. I'm six foot five and I'm part of the family. You know, I don't look like them. <laughs> but they treat me like a family member, which is incredible. Just so nice. Such great people. The culture you come from is amazing. And I don't think most people realize that. It's an incredible group of people. Well, you know, uh, over the year, I have uh, so many uh, alumni and currently uh, average 40 and above to 70 year old. And they contacted me once in a while and they said, they still call me Grandmaster Park or Mr. Park, which is the, uh, but in American culture, it's just, hey, Young Chin, 
And one of the biggest challenges everywhere, once we relationship, when I was young, all you are young, and that should be all always the same or similarly should be. So I really appreciate and uh, you do this issue and you know, you see that I'm recording even yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So Susie brought you a little recorder so you can record yeah. your story, which you know you should because you have so many stories. Re- use that recorder and then put it in a book later. Awesome deal. So I want to go back to my sophomore year at Iowa State University. I was at Iowa State football game, believe it or not. And Dave Kipp was there with me and he'd never done martial arts. And he says, I want to take martial arts from you. I said, what? He goes, he lives in Crestnut in Guthrie. is an hour, hour away. He said, I will drive three days a week to Guthrie Center to take classes if you teach. And I thought, wow, this guy is, I don't know why he wants me to teach, but hey, if he got confidence in it, I guess I'll maybe give it a try. So I went to you, Master Pac, and I said, hey, I'm going to teach. I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? You said, sure. Why don't you shadow me a PE 171, I think it was, and shadow me in this class and take notes and then use those notes to teach. So I did. That had a profound effect on me too, because instead of just listening to your talks, I was also writing them down. And when you write something down, it sticks a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I really appreciate the fact that I had you as my private apprentice to teach me how to teach. And I feel like that was monumental for me. And what happened with you don't know probably this either, because I was very quiet because I stuttered and I didn't want people to know it. You helped me overcome that stutter. And here's how it worked. You taught me how to teach. Well, the first thing I would do, you would tell the students what to do. And they say, okay, Lance count. So I would count in front of the group of people. That was easy. And that helped me gain confidence talking in front of people just by counting in Korean, Hana dual setting you know, and so it worked. The uh, confidence, integrity, perseverance, self-control, dominant spirit, the confidence part of the tenets of Taekwondo is the part that I felt firsthand right away because it helped me overcome a speech impediment that I'd fought for years. As a young kid, I got laughed at, joked about. It was not fun. And because of martial arts, because of you, I overcame that stutter. Now, I still have it. And if I'm tired, it might sneak out once in a while, but it doesn't bother me. It's more of a uh, confidence issue than it is a stutter. The more confidence you have, the better you control your stutter. So that was a big turnaround for me. Another one was you you uh, invited me to participate in the 1982 AAU National Championships, which I think was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I had no business going. I wasn't ready to spar yet. I got beat my first round by a guy who wasn't very good. So that tells you how good I wasn't. But <laughs> I was in the heavyweight division. So I stuck around and watched the heavyweights. Here's the good part of that trip. I watched Chris Galloway fight Kim Royce in the heavyweight finals. And I had never seen those guys before, didn't know it. But Chris was six foot eight, 280 pounds, whatever, huge guy. And Kim Royce is six three, about 210. And I watched Kim Royce beat Chris, the big guy, with spinning back kicks, spinning hook kicks. And I thought, wow, I want to learn how to do that. That guy really picked him apart with his, with his mind. He timed those kicks perfectly. So that's the summer I went home. I hung a, a big heavy bag under the apple tree and did a whole bunch of back kicks under that tree every day after work for the county. <laughs> I, I think I remember what you told me at that time. Yeah. You know how to dedicate some of them. Like I, when I say something, as you know, I wasn't good speech at the time. And then uh, whenever you I speak to you, you always keep memory. I said, well, 
I think about that, and he's going to be someday, you know, something will be changing his life. But it's come true. And then you what you know, during high college senior year, we went to Baton Rouge and NCTA uh, champions in your heavyweight and also athlete of the year. I think that was, you know, one of our uh, highlight. Iowa State Taekwondo history. You know, team got out first, and then you got an athlete of the year, a heavyweight champion. I, and I think that is one of the, you know, best record in Iowa State in Taekwondo program. Well, that was a huge confidence booster for me, I'll tell you that. It was really good. And <laughs> I didn't think anybody could eat as many oysters as you when we're going to those bars. Instead of nachos in New Orleans, <laughs> they have oysters and and we enjoyed a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, well, you know, since you got a national uh, uh, athlete of the year and then a heavyweight champion, and then you, your confidence is more than thousand percent and becoming national, you know, title. Also, you went to the uh, Olympic Sports Festival, and that is also the first in Midwest. So you know how much we you achievements or how much I am proud of that the time and hopefully this memory will be you know right here. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to record it. So the the thing that I'm going to back up a little bit before I went to the collegiate nationals, you didn't. Uh, I shouldn't say you didn't like. You thought I could improve my round kicks. So there was this big Everlast canvas heavy bag in the middle of the workout room. And you put a chair on one side of that bag. You said, okay, now round kick over this chair and kick that bag. Once you do 100, 100 kicks with that leg and then switch to 100, leg, 100 kicks with the other side. And I kicked it and my form was not very good. So my foot slid up the bag. Well, that canvas would scrape your skin off. So right away, I had blood coming off both of my feet. And I said, Master Pac, I, I got keep kicking. And so I kept kicking. I'm like, Master Pot, and my foot really keep kicking. <laughs> <laughs> so you also were teaching perseverance, part of the tenets of Taekwondo with that. And it really helped my kicks because, boy, if I didn't kick that bag right, rubbing those sores up the bag was not good. So I had to use good, good form where it physically hurt. And that changed those kicks, made those better. So that was a good thing. Well, you you probably know this, but because you helped me overcome the stutter with confidence in teaching, I, I ended up taking my speech 211 class, which was a sophomore level class. I took it my senior year and I and I got like I aced the class. But well, once you boost up to the confidence and then that's the start of the leadership beginning. But in the meantime, you are president at the time I was a karate club. Mm -hmm. become to the president and then you are changing 100% your leadership training because of the different leadership is and then mm -hmm. in the basketball, football, wrestling none of them say yes sir yes no uh, once you becoming president on low uh, leadership and you, you have to say ma'am Sirs, <laughs> that will be beginning all the way through. Even now, you always say thank you, sir. And it's just there's different, uh, different philosophy in, in the sports. Yeah, 
is you cannot same as a wrestling football basketball. As we know, basketball, you don't dunk, you're out of the team. You don't touch down, you're out of you know football team. And you don't pin, and then you're out of the team. But in Montreal, especially Iowa State, we don't have a winning or lose. Your personal, personality grow up, and that's the count. You know how to say thank you, mom and dad, or yes, sir, ma'am. That's the more, more better than dunk shot or touchdown. But some other, many people don't know. Mm-hmm. I really say sorry, but uh, we are know now how good it mm-hmm. is. You also, Master Pak, you also stress the importance of education and how good you study, take your test, work hard, and you put your money where your mouth is. Because I remember my junior year trying for this, you said, if the told the whole class, if you get a 3.5 grade average, I'll buy you a steak dinner. <laughs> you remember that. Right? I wanted that steak dinner so bad. I worked hard as I could. I even had a finance 351 class, which is really difficult, ended up getting a high grade in that. My grade point on my card came back 3.4. So I went to you and I said, Master Pog, look, I got 3.4. Can I get a steak? Nope, 3.5 is what you got to have. <laughs> so, so I went to one of the professors. And I said, look, this. I thought I should have had a better grade. You gave me a B. I think I should have had a B plus. That would get my grade point to 3.5. He wouldn't do it. But I was trying really hard to get that steak dinner. <laughs> yeah. So another thing, I was not studious in school. I did not get high grades in high school. I did not study hard at Iowa State until listening to you. Then I applied myself more with my studies and that also changed my life. And you, Meshpok, were about out of time, but you were and are a surrogate dad for me because my dad left when I was five. He passed away last December, but you've always been the other dad that I've had. A couple things that you said that sticks and everybody knows about this. If you're in Taekwondo long enough, you're 21 forever. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's your famous I think so. And then one time in business, and we're going to have to do another podcast because we have so much we can talk about with the business side too. But I was struggling really hard. And I said, Master Pac, I don't know how I'm going to make payroll. I'm struggling with money. It's, uh, things have gone really south here for a little bit. Had a guy break off, take a bunch of members, you know, all that. And you looked at me with sincere face and your eyes. And you said, Lance, God will never let you starve. And that was something I needed to hear right then. Well, God with you all the time. Don't ever give up. Don't ever stop. And uh, God will be with you in forever. Again, this is a very important in a conversation with you. And I will every time I'm going to record, and then I will put it in my biograph and uh, hope to you know you think about more. And I really enjoy your conversation this morning. And oh, this- we have many more stories. So let's do this again <laughs> soon. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. And until next time, this is Lance Farrell with Life at Level 10.